Hey, Jen. Want to talk about male and female sexual anatomy? Really? Great. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about body parts, specifically naming and locating your sexual body parts. I think most of us are going to learn something today. Really? Welcome to the Intimate Covenant Podcast, providing biblical teaching and resources to help married couples achieve a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website at IntimateCovenant.com. Here are your hosts, Matt and Jen Schmidt. Hey, welcome back to the podcast, where we believe the Bible and great married sex both belong on your kitchen table. That's right, we're talking about holy, covenant-bound, intimate relationships with hot sex. We're Matt and Jen, founders of Intimate Covenant. We've been married to each other for 23 years, and through our struggles and by following God's plan, we've found a marriage relationship that is solid, intimate, and hot. We're not licensed therapists, but we speak from a place of vulnerability and experience. During the day, I'm a veterinary specialist, and Jen is my amazing wife and super mom to our four kids. We've been mentoring and teaching about marriage for a long time, and Intimate Covenant is now our organized effort to serve the marriages that we have been blessed to impact. We want to provide biblical perspective to marriage so that you can have a deeper relationship and an extraordinary sex life. We offer group Bible studies, private couples coaching, premarital counseling, intensive weekend seminars, an annual marriage retreat, and now a podcast. And today we're talking about sexual anatomy and naming our body parts. Hey Jen, do you remember way back, most of our listeners might be too young to even remember this, but do you remember the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Kindergarten Cop? Yeah, probably slept through it, as I do most movies, but I know what you're talking about. We all know this movie. We all know the most famous quote from this movie has nothing to do with anything about the movie, and it's not even spoken by Arnold Schwarzenegger, but we all know the movie, the, the quote from the little kid who says, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Unfortunately, that might be the extent of most of the sexual anatomical knowledge that most of us are walking around with. Because most of us have never located and named our own sexual anatomy. Now, you know as a mom, and we all know with kids and even from our own experiences being kids, we learn our anatomy plainly and primarily from our parents. Like the toddlers who walk around, we ask them, where's your nose? And they learn to point to their nose. Then they learn to point to somebody else's nose. Where's your ears, your elbows? Except... In most cases, when it comes to our sexual anatomy, it's shrouded with terms like we call them our privates, our wee-wees, our little girl parts, our little boy parts. We all have these ridiculous, generic, non-specific names for everything that's happening down below the belt. And most of our parents were never able to actually name our parts for us in general, much less all of the intimate details of what's going on down there. See what I did there? Yeah. Down nice. there. Nice. Nice, Matt. We, 
we use these phrases like down there or private parts because we can't even refer to them even in general in some kind of specific way. Right. Matt, you have a great story to illustrate this from your veterinarian. Okay. Yes. So details. So as I said, I'm a veterinarian by trade. Um, One time there was this uh, older, I'll say middle-aged, more mature woman who came in. The problem that her dog was having is that the dog had discharge from its vulva, from its female external genitalia. Did you just say vulva on our podcast? I said vulva live on this recording, yes. (laughs) The dog had vulvar discharge. And when I walked into the room to try to find out what was going on, I asked, we'll call her Mrs. Smith, what the problem was, why she was here today with her dog, we'll call it Fluffy. And Mrs. Smith sheepishly looked down and away from me and tried to explain that the problem that Fluffy was having is that she had some... Uh, fluid coming from her pulali. That's right, pulali. Don't ask me to spell it, but that is what she said. Pulali. <laughs> A grown adult, mature, married, experienced woman used the term pulali to refer to her dog's external genitalia. She could not even bring herself to say the word vulva or vagina or any term that might give me any indication as to where this was. Where exactly is a pulale? So you tell me if you were in my (laughs) shoes, where would you start looking? (laughs) I had no idea. All right. So most of our listeners though, Matt, are cringing on behalf of your client because they'd be in the same boat. You're right. Most of us, if we were asked to to name the part, the anatomical part that she was worried about, would not know what to call it. And if we tried, we probably might be wrong. Because if you were lucky, you might have gotten some information about sexual anatomy in your high school sex ed class. Yeah, some of us were pulled from that class and had to sit in the principal's office that day. We couldn't even sit in the room to be told all of that information. Right, because of the the vast degree of shame that's associated with sex and sexual anatomy. But even in these classes, the, the focus of the information in these classes tends to be on basic anatomy, which is a lot of times inaccurate and incomplete. But really the focus is you learn that men have ejaculations and women can get pregnant and have periods. Um, And then there's some focus at the end about how not to get pregnant and how to avoid sexually transmitted diseases. That's the extent of the sexual education that most of us get in high school. And so what do we have to fall back on? What do we have to rely on? Well, if you're really fortunate and blessed, you have parents who've done a good job of giving you the kind of sexual education that matters and that's important. And I hope that if you're listening to this podcast, that you are going to do that for your children. And that's maybe where some of this needs to start so that the next generation can have a lot better head start than most of us uh, that are listening to the podcast. But if you're like most 
most of the people that we encounter and most of our listeners, most of our sexual and anatomical knowledge came from our friends, from locker rooms, or God forbid, from pornography. And let me tell you, that is like trying to use Facebook to keep up with the current political and pandemic climate. (laughs) Yeah, you're not going to get good information from that source. Exactly. It's biased. And quite frankly, most of the time, it's just plain wrong and not helpful. So why is this, Matt? Why do we not know the names of our parts? We don't know the names of our parts because there is just so much shame that shrouds and hides and covers up the beauty of God's sexual design. Shame about sexuality keeps things hidden. It keeps the parts hidden. It keeps our understanding about how to use our own sexuality hidden. It hides the purpose of our sexuality. It hides the beauty of our sexuality. And continued ignorance of our parts prevents full enjoyment of sexual pleasure. If you don't know what's down there, you're not going to have any clue how to enjoy it. And you're especially not going to know how to help your partner, your your spouse, know, help them know how to enjoy it as well. You can't provide pleasure effectively if you don't know what you're looking at, what you're doing, and what to do with it. All right. So Arnold, or more correctly, the little boy in the movie, told us boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. But after the break, Matt, you're going to tell us why this is wrong, or maybe I'll be brave enough to tell women why this is wrong. And let's uh, let's dive in and understand why the basic anatom- anatomical, can't even say the word, um, the basic anatomical understanding so many of us have is wrong on so many levels. After the break. Intimate Covenant hosts an annual retreat for married couples to provide a space for focused instruction and relaxed time with your spouse. Whether your marriage is good, great, or struggling, our purpose is to promote godly marital intimacy in all realms of your relationship, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. This year, our retreat is being hosted at the beautiful Houston City Place Marriott at Springwoods Village in Spring, Texas. For y'all that ain't from around here, that's just north of Houston. The date is September 24th through the 26th, Thursday evening through Saturday afternoon. Our theme this year is Redeeming an Intimate Covenant. We're going to cover topics like building oneness in all aspects of your relationship, igniting sexual desire, overcoming emotional barriers like trauma or betrayal, and tips to make married sex great again. You can find more information and register at our website, intimatecovenant.com. You'll find registration options including one or two nights at the Venue Hotel, or this year we're offering a more affordable option, day passes for those that prefer not to spend the night at the hotel. But time is running out, so register soon. We really hope you'll join us. All right, welcome back. So while it is true that boys have a penis and girls have a vagina, this statement is wrong because it assumes that the vagina is the equivalent term for the female sexual sexual anatomy um, to a man's penis. 
But let me just say that is false. A vagina is not the equivalent of a penis. And let me explain why. Actually, <laughs> let me let someone who's much more qualified to speak on this behalf than I am because I don't have a vagina Ooh. or any other female <laughs> sexual anatomy. Um, that hopefully is not a surprise to you. But my wife does. <laughs> oh, so I'm on the hot seat, I guess, uh, when it comes to explaining female anatomy. You're the expert. I'm the expert. That's right. You know, male anatomy is a whole lot more straightforward. Ha, see what you did there? That's good, isn't it? All right, so women, we've got a little bit more to understand. And I'm going to start by telling you what the difference between a vulva and a vagina is. Your mama should have explained this to you, and my guess is she didn't because she probably didn't even know it herself. Oh. All right, women, you have a vulva. Your vulva includes lots and lots of parts, but it's the generic term that we use to explain what's going on down there. Your vulva includes your pubic mound. That's where your pubic hair grows. It includes your outer and inner labia, sometimes also referred to as your lips. It includes your clitoris, which also is a broad term that we use to refer to the clitoral hood, the clitoral head, the clitoral shaft, the clitoral legs, which extend deep inside. Clitoris is not just a, an external part. Um, but all that and so much more is included in the term vulva. So when we talk about your, quote, little girl parts, that's the name we should be using, a vulva. Right. Maybe, maybe this an analogy helps. We, we talk about our head, but we wouldn't use the term head if we were trying to talk specifically about our eyes. Right. So vulva is the term for everything, much like you would use the term head. And all of these parts that you named, the mound, the lips, the clitoris, all of that would be parts on your face like eyes, nose, ears, mouth, right. etc. Right. And your vulva is the term that we'll use to describe all of the external, mostly external parts right. that you see. So when viewing a female unclothed, you're looking at her vulva. You are not looking at her vagina. In fact, if you're all the way undressed, closed off, don't worry, ladies, no one can see your vagina. Oh, good news. So you can walk <laughs> around nude and no one will ever see your vagina. No, that's because your vagina is your internal canal. It's the part that can't be seen except for with a microscope. When you have your dreaded well woman exam every year, your doctor is looking mostly at your Vagina. Yes. Good, good news. No one's probably ever seen your vagina except True. maybe your gynecologist. Right. Using specialized equipment like a speculum. Right. So stop saying you have a vagina. You do, but it is not the name of the part that you're actually trying to refer to. Your quote little girl part should be called your vulva. Teach your daughters that. Teach yourself that. Because an understanding limited, limited just to the term vagina means that the center for female sexual pleasure is actually being left out. You do not receive sexual pleasure in your vagina. You receive maybe some, like when you have an orgasm, there might be some um, 
spasms or contractions that happen in your vagina, but it's not the center of your female sexual pleasure. Your vulva is, and more specifically, your clitoris is. Your clitoris is the true female center of sexual pleasure. It's a very small little part, but it is a powerful part. It has Oh, what's the, tr- what's the number, Matt? Over 8,000 8, 8, nerve endings in your clitoris alone. Guess what, ladies? That's way more than the male penis. The male penis only contains... About 3,000. About 3,000. And those 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris are concentrated in this tiny little powerful sexual organ. And, and just to maybe add on to what you've said, again, you're the expert, but I'll at least <laughs> add on a little bit here that uh, even when women are experiencing pleasure in their vagina, it turns out that that pleasure is actually because there are parts of the clitoris that extend into and, and surround the vagina. So even your vaginal pleasure is coming from your clitoris. Right. Right. And you know what, ladies? There is only one purpose for this little body part, one, and that is pleasure. That's right. The Lord God, amazing creator that he is, gave you this tiny little body part simply for sexual pleasure because, shocker, God loves sex, and he loves for you to experience pleasure. What a creator. Absolutely. Um, uh, two weeks ago, Jen and I took a trip to the Pacific Northwest, and we went and hiked through uh, three different national parks. And we kept looking at each other and thinking, wow, what a creator. Because a creator. the sights that we saw were just tremendous. But, Jen, I've got to echo. I mean, when we talk about the clitoris, I've got to echo, what a creator. Amen. And I think it says something, the fact that he created this body part on a woman with the sole purpose for sexual pleasure, I think that says something Absolutely. about what God thinks about sex, what he thinks about sexual pleasure, and what he hopes for you to gain from your covenantly bound married sexual relationship. Absolutely. Don't neglect it. It's you, you women are the only ones with an organ whose only purpose is for sexual pleasure. I think that says something. All right, ladies. So... I have homework for you. Uh-oh. Nobody said anything about homework. <laughs> I got homework for our lady listeners. Ladies, if you're like me, you didn't know this. It was a long time into my marriage before I could put words to my parts, let alone identify them. So here's your homework, ladies. I want you to name your body parts. To do this best, you need to get a reliable anatomical diagram. Hey, I have a, a shameless plug. Oh, boy. At the early bird session of yeah. our upcoming marriage retreat. That's right. The topic is going to be sexual anatomy and physiology that you didn't learn in high school. Right. It's going to be Thursday night, September 24th. Make your plans. Join come, us. Come and join us. Yeah. You can register online, www.intimatecovenant.com. You can find all the details. Right. It's going to be a great retreat, but that that uh, lecture alone, I think, might be worth it just to get <laughs> more of the details. We're going to talk about this for two hours. Right. So, yeah, we're going to go over anatomical diagrams. We're actually going to look there, but no, 
Okay. We're, we're going to look there on a chart. We're not going to look there in public. There will be no live demonstrations. Uh, <laughs> hey, that reminds me, uh, you know, one, of, one part of my homework I'm going to assign you ladies is to get a mirror. And if you're, if you're of our age, I know we're probably going to have a lot of younger listeners, but there was a movie called Fried Green Tomatoes. and Probably also before the time of most of <laughs> that's our right. listeners, but that's okay. That's right. But in Fried Green Tomatoes, one of the main characters um, in trying to learn more about herself d- attends this crazy class where all of the women are told to get a mirror and and look at their body parts, and she leaves totally petrified. But understandably, understandably, that's not something to do in a crowd, ladies. But it is something to do in the privacy of your own home and in your bathroom. Ladies, you got to know your parts. So I want you to get an anatomical diagram. Again, come to our Come to our retreat, and we'll provide that for you. And then in the privacy of your home, I want you to get a mirror. And I want you to look at your parts. I want you to know where they are, and I want you to know what they look like. And let me tell you, ladies, the power is in not just knowing your parts, knowing the names of your parts, but knowing your parts. That's right. It's not going to look the same as a diagram. Nope. And guess what? Just like no two fingerprints are the same, no two labias are the same. Lots of women with lots of different sized lips, and that is part of God's beautiful plan. So you need to know what your parts look like. And then you're not off the hook yet, ladies, because once you know your parts, you need to help show your partner, your husband, your beloved, what your parts are. Know them, name them, identify them. Know your parts and know his parts and share that together. That means you got to have the lights on. And you got to be unclothed, but you need to know one another's parts because. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. This is a shameless, terrible dad joke. But <laughs> can we can we do this while we're singing the song? Count your blessings. Oh, name you, them. Name one them one by, by one. one. You just ruined that hymn for everybody. Moving on, Matthew. Wait, one one more thing. Sorry, I'm going to be the interrupter today, and in apparently in this part of the podcast. I think the fact that women have to see these parts with a mirror says something. Mm-hmm. Men's sexuality is just out there. Their parts are out there. And for the most part, their uh, sexual expression and the way that they experience uh, sex is just out there. I think it says something that women's parts are um, kind of closed off, a little bit hidden, and they can't even see them well themselves. Um, True. So it takes some a little bit of extra effort, is what I'm saying, ladies, for you to get to know who you are sexually. I I think it would be true to say that it's worth it, though. Absolutely, it is, ladies, because I can testify. I can't talk. I can testify to the fact that once you understand your parts, you understand the role. You are claiming power over your own sexuality. And with that comes confidence. And with that comes the ability to be an active participant in your sexual arousal and pleasure, which is exactly what God intended. So here's your extra credit, though, too. Once you've done all that homework, you get extra credit points in this class. Matt, I think these couples that are listening, they need to... Not just know their parts, not just identify their parts, but, you know, talking about our vulvas, 
doesn't really sound all that fun. It only does it for people who are geeks like me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, most people aren't doctors. So let me assign you guys extra credit that once you know your parts, how about you give them some fun names that are private names that only you and your partner share. There you go. Find ways to identify your parts because there's power in naming something and there's power in being able to communicate and talk together. Yeah, exactly. I think not only does it, it, it will bond you in a special way because it will be something that only the two of you share. Um, right. It's so much more intimate to have inside jokes. Right. And those kinds of, that kind of inside knowledge uh, is what brings about intimate communication that will improve your emotional connection as well. And so that exercise, not only does it have some practical implications, but I think it has some uh, deeper uh, benefits in providing a more uh, more intimate means of communication and enjoyment uh, of that process together. So there's so much more we could say about this topic and the intricacies of both female and male anatomy. We, we kind of get there today. Well, that's right. We only focused on on the female. Women come first, as it should be, right, Matt? <laughs> oh, <sorry. coughs> there was a pun intended I there for those it. of you who got might it. not have might have missed that. All right, so. What do we want you to do? We want you to come to our retreat, get a full two-hour discussion about anatomy and physiology of sex that they didn't teach you in your high school sex ed class. Exactly. All right. Time's running out. So here's like we want to do at the end of every podcast. Let's wrap this up with some specific bullet points. Number one, if you hope to maximize your pleasure and your spouse's pleasure, you have to know what the parts are and what they do. So do your homework. Number two, girls do have a vagina, but more inclusively and more importantly, girls have a vulva with a clitoris. Find it, ladies. Number three, claiming holy sexuality for your marriage requires that you uncover the shame that Satan has dumped on you. And naming your parts is an important first step in this journey towards vulnerable, intimate Beautiful sexuality with your beloved. Right. Okay. God loves sex. Exactly right. And he, he made you for that purpose. All right. So as always, we want to invite your feedback. Send your questions, your suggestions. Don't send us the names that you and your partner <laughs> come up with for your parts. But please send us questions, suggestions uh, for future podcasts. We really covet that kind of feedback. Send all that to the email, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. Okay, until next time, keep striving and don't settle. Thanks for listening to the Intimate Covenant Podcast. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email inbox, podcast at intimatecovenant.com. For more information about Intimate Covenant, please visit our website, intimatecovenant.com. Join our online community, find more resources, and learn about upcoming events to help you and your marriage journey toward a fuller relationship and an extraordinary sex life.